0: Hello, part two, William Hansen is our guest today, star of Help I to My Boss, he hosts with Jordan North, etiquette expert, all sorts of treats in store. If you haven't heard part one, that's on the feed. Listen to it first. That's the recommended advice. Here's part two. Do you think people want a bit more glitz from a gay wedding?
1: Yes, I think it's our duty that we've got to do something nice.
0: And are you going to be
1: delivering? I like to think so, yeah. yes, in a tasteful, understated way. Mm-hmm. Um, it's I, it's not going to be, you know, tacky. I think we're going to do it all right. It's going to be cl- – we're in a nice – but also we're in a space that even if we put no flowers in, is going to look gorgeous anyway. Mm. So we're, we're very lucky that actually a lot of the work is done for us in, in the venue that we've chosen.
0: Can I tell you as well, the thing that no one tells you about getting married is that – that day the love in the room Mm. is incredible and people love a wedding and they are so for you behind you just the support and love you feel is like nothing Mm. else and i think for that alone for you to experience is going to be amazing
1: i yes i think it's going to be um overwhelming at at points i would Mm. hope
0: but as long as it's overwhelming and over by six you're fine (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I
1: just wish to be whelmed and in my suite with something on order from room service by half six. Yes, a club
0: sandwich and an episode (laughs) of Real
1: Housewives. (laughs) I can start eating carbohydrates again. Oh, yes, God. When you say you wanted it to finish at six,
0: is that because you just want Mm -hmm. to go to bed or is that your thing?
1: yeah i mean look we're 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 getting married in a a very nice hotel in london and as part of that we get a suite now look check-in is at three uh, if i could have it (laughs) i would have the wedding over by three (laughs) um but i'm told that a two-hour wedding is a little on the short side Um, so we have to sort of drag it out a bit uh but yes you know we have a nice suite i love nice hotels um, but also, you know, it doesn't. Weddings don't need to go on that lot. Like, I, I always say that people can't ever afford to get married themselves because they spent so much money and time going to other people's weddings, mm. and <laughs> taking time off work, yeah, and going on stag do and going. Oh, it's so expensive! It's never to sort of the street next door. It's it's always to somewhere sort of quite exotic. Um, mm. So yes, yeah, so I'm, I'm sort of trying to. In a, I'm hoping within my social circle uh, that people go, oh. Oh, that was nice. It was short. Week. You know, if groups of friends want to then go out afterwards, and we're in central London, you know, there's lots to do. Um, that's absolutely fine. That's not a problem. Mm. They can do that, and they they have the time to do that. So mm. I'm I'm sort of trying to hope. But but yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a massive evening person. I've, I don't. I've gone to two nightclubs in my life. It was the same nightclub twice. Oh,
0: which one was it?
1: It was one called Revolution in Manchester.
0: Oh, in Manchester, they were everywhere, yeah. though, weren't they? Those Revolution. They were everywhere.
1: It's a chain. Um, but it was there and it was a night called Pout. Pout, was that a gay night? It could have been, I don't know. I mean okay. it wasn't wasn't for me. Uh, it was it was fairly dry.
0: <laughs> in every sense.
1: I can remember I quite like this chap, and he I'm still friends with him, he's lovely, and I uh it was one of I think the first time was his birthday, and I thought, oh, you know, he's not like me. If I turn up in a collared shirt, he's not going to like me. So I can remember going to Top in the oh, Arndale Centre and buying like this sort of navy t-shirt to wear with some jeans, and then being mortified, I was going to walk around Manchester with a Topman bag. So in the Arndale Centre, Topman was next to Waterston's. Yeah. So I went in and bought a book so I could put the Topman bag uh, in Waterston's bag. Uh, And it didn't work. I didn't so much get a kiss from said boy. Oh. uh, It's not a problem because things have turned out all right.
0: And don't try and dress like them. Be yourself, and that will make you more attractive. But that's something it's sort of something you learn, isn't
1: it? Oh, completely. And, you know, Mike, Mikey and I have been together since 2015. Mm. And probably, I would say there is a correlation between him and I first sort of peaking or me peaking his interest. Yeah. With when I finally sort of, again, sort of accepted me, found me. And I, I watched some of the earlier clips of me on, on TV. And I was first on TV when I'm 17 doing etiquette so i've I've done it a long time Mm. and i cannot watch it really because i'm just i don't know what the act is Mm -hmm. i don't know what i was thinking even for even up until like 2000 when i I did a seminal program called let's do lunch with gino and mel (laughs) and it was truly groundbreaking television and even on that at points i'm thinking and i at the time thought yes i knew what i was doing and it did very well and i I kept getting asked back Mm -hmm. but now i'm like oh i Oh, oh, and I can I, I really can't. I don't really watch myself anyway. But I, I can't. I really can't bring myself to watch that. What
0: do you think you were going for?
1: <sighs> I don't. It was either too too straight, and I, I don't mean that in a sort of sexuality way. It was either just too boring, mm-hmm. um, or I didn't quite get the balance. You know, for example, I used to tell Gino off because Gino obviously would do things wrong. He was in effect he was a precursor to Jordan. Um, right. <laughs> but there's a way to tell someone off without actually telling them off mm-hmm. um, or to sort of they can be in on the joke. Mm-hmm. And I think to begin with, it, it it was almost as if I was very irritated with him and the audience, the studio audience, the audience at home. And Gino didn't get that actually it was all a bit of an act. And, and I sort of mm. I'm in on the joke. Yeah, or that I took myself too seriously, mm. um, and there's that great Dame Edna line, which is you know never take yourself too seriously because you might be missing out on the joke of the century, and <laughs> which is is a motto I live by. Yes, uh, whereas now I sort of like you know I, I love etiquette, I, I believe in it, but I am aware that not everyone may share my belief. Yeah, uh, and I'm not as evangelical about it as I perhaps used to have been,
0: but also. Is it the case that there's a couple of other things going on with that stuff, which is gay men were often wheeled in to play a role in things, you know? Yeah. And you'd send, you know, it's what Hannah Gadsby did her whole comedy thing about. Mm-hmm. like You'd you'd willingly send yourself up to make a laugh, yep. and actually perhaps you don't want to do that anymore.
1: No, and I, and I mean, I still think I, d- I do do that from time to time, and I don't know whether that's resorting, you know, reverting to time. I don't feel... I mean I feel quite confident now so I I don't think I'm doing it because I'm insecure um but yes I think particularly at the time there was a uh, sending not I don't know whether it was so much the gay the gay thing but it was sort of sending the posh person let's mm-hmm. laugh at the posho mm-hmm. um and, you know we're people too mm-hmm. uh and and you know there is inverted snobbery is just as bad and in my opinion more rife than snobbery mm-hmm. um so I think there was there was an element of that, but I remember I got they you know ITV did one of their sort of fairly typical clear outs of middle and sort of upper middle management at one point. So after a couple of series, I got dropped, and they 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 phoned me and said, uh, "We're going to go in a more upmarket direction." Wow! Which I remember thinking, "Wow, okay, I mean, what are you going to do uh, if you're dropping me?" Um, and I remember tuning into to my... I was always in part three on a Wednesday, I think it was, and I tuned into part three on a Wednesday, and they had Peter Andre doing a barbecue. Uh, and I thought, I'm not convinced that that's an upmarket direction. <laughs> also, that's just mean. They didn't need to say that. Well, no, I know. Well, anyway, it then got dropped the series after, so it's fine. <laughs> and That showed them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And
0: I know you have a no-stag rule, so will you be having a
1: stag do? Well... Uh, Well, yes, so I I hate stag dudes. I have famously, there is a meme that does the rounds um, on the internet of me when I was on this morning three or four years ago saying, and it says the two types of British men uh, and then it has me with a picture of me with my strap from this morning saying, you know, William Hansen thinks stagdus are common and uncouth. And then underneath, it's this guy called Jamie from Newcastle who thinks do's are mint. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it circulates all the time and all this, the Archbishop of Banterbury and British memes or oh, whatever yeah. it's called. Like, and people then tag me going, oh, have you seen? You're a meme. <laughs> so, yes, I am aware. Thank you. Um, and have been for four years. But so I I, I hate stag do's. I have always I've said to my brother, I've said to Jordan, all my friends. Look, you can do a stag do. I'm not coming. In fact, my friend George, very good friend, George from school. I'm a godfather to his daughter. Mm-hmm. Uh, got married. I'm just not coming. Just it's a blanket. No, I don't care what you do. You can do a st- stateroom tour of Buckingham Palace. I'm still not coming. <laughs> just don't do stag Um Jordan has insisted that he now does a stag do for me, and that has now formed our tour of the land and Ireland in – well, we start in May. Yes. And I don't know anything about it. I normally plan the tours with everybody. I'm not involved. Uh, I believe there is a lamppost that will be wheeled on stage, and I have a feeling at some point in the night I shall be tied to it. Uh all in the name of light entertainment. Naked or not naked? Hopefully not naked. I I feel that my podcast colleagues hopefully know where my limits might be. And it is only £20 a ticket. So I feel that you'd have to pay a little bit more to get me naked. Thank you.
0: <laughs> I thought you'd say a refund. Um, <laughs> but-,
1: <laughs> but you also have a,
0: a no urinal, pod, don't you? you never use the urinal, don't you? Well, yes. Do you know what? No, disgusting, but it's quite a uh, quite a queer thing, you know, LGBTQ mm. plus thing that lots of people don't. What's what's your reason?
1: Uh, they just smell. <laughs> That's Basically,
0: it. But come on, like a public toilet doesn't smell. No, I know,
1: but the, I feel the distance between nose and receptacle is lower in a cubicle than urinals seem to be slightly higher up, mm-hmm. uh, and also you can sometimes get. Sp- let's not splash go into back. too much graphic details, but splashback. Um, They're grim. You have to stand looking at a wall, advertising a mm-hmm. dysfunction. It's just not, it's not something that I need. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> but- so I, I don't, I don't, I've been known, I've, I mean, actually we went to go and see Wicked. Um, my partner's slightly obsessed with Wicked, but I'm obsessed with Mary Poppins. So it's fine. Okay. And went to see it for the umpteenth time. And uh, I walked into the, lose the Victoria Apollo and they were all, Uh, Urinals were free. Cubicles weren't. Curtain, you know, the bell was ringing. Come and sit down. So I just, I just sat through no good deed. Really, 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 really wanting a wee, but (laughs) that's fine because I know the show quite well. So I know, I know when I can go. (laughs) You know where the you know where the lube breaks (laughs) are. I do. That's hysterical.
0: Yeah, I mean, I feel like they. uh, I don't love a urinal, but I. But you use them. Yeah, I mean. I'm like, you know what, I I sort of can't believe they exist. They're awful. But you just got to get on with it. But I think using a loo, like the cubicle instead of the the urinal, like sometimes when you go into the cubicle, it's like being in a cupboard full of Mm. poo and mess. And at least the urinal is a bit like, it feels a bit like you can dash in and dash out. It feels less immersive,
1: for want of a better word. (laughs) <laughs> well, what I'm really looking for is an immersive lavatory experience. <laughs> exactly, it's all just a bit yes. of intent. But you know,
0: mm. um, I'm not going to ask you to change. Well, thank you.
1: <laughs> and I and I feel that's a lesson for everybody. You know, just be yourself, because eventually people will give up uh, and and accept you for who you are. Yeah, absolutely. They'll give up trying to change you.
0: Royalty. Yeah. Do you actually call yourself Agony Uncles?
1: Do you know? I don't know what. Uh, yes, we uh, some someone somewhere in some PR thing. It will probably call oh. us that. Yeah,
0: as in because we do it and we call ourselves Agony Uncles and we always have. And then I, I suddenly thought
1: maybe everyone does. Well, do you know what we we did we did a bonus episode with Russell Kane and he came on our bonus episode and he does his podcast. He does several podcasts, but we read like a classic question that had been sent in one that that sort of is, is fairly popular or memorable with our listeners to see how he would respond mm. and he gave such good advice and jordan and i were horrible like we we do nothing <laughs> so i think we've decided we, we were really like there are two of us and there's one of him and he came out with like phd level advice that was solid we come out with utter dross <laughs> um so i'm so sorry to, to anyone that has written in um so no, I don't think I should call myself an ugly aunt or uncle. Okay,
0: well, hopefully you'll be able to help with these, some of these. Okay. <laughs> um, the, okay, some yeah. of these that we've been sent, I've got here in front of me. Why is there always so much pressure to know what you're into in a vertical mess? I was interpreting it as like... Top-bottom Top-bottom sexually. Yeah. What is the etiquette around asking that stuff?
1: Well I mean I don't think you can ask it at a cocktail party uh with someone you've just met. I think you I think there's a time and a place to ask it and it certainly shouldn't be part of small talk. But it, it is interesting that there is you're you're right there is an awful lot of pressure for people to know and find out and I think you know I didn't I did grinder for about 5 minutes mm-hmm. years ago and that I don't know if at the time – I mean, I've seen – my friends have shown me their grinder and, and all of the stuff that goes on. But I don't think that's sort of helpful even asking that question because I know some of my older gay friends from sort of numerous generations ago have, have said, you know, in, in their day, it didn't really matter. But, yeah. And the whole point was that you could be anything. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're in this mood today, you were that. And if you're in that mood tomorrow, you were that. And I know that there are still a lot of people like that. But sort of having to define yourself – into a particular box. Mm. And I think actually away from sexuality, we see too much of that now where people have got to be left wing, right wing, pro-Brexit, anti-Brexit, pro-vaccine, anti-vaccine. And as we all know, there's, there's a lot of grey mm. and your your opinion may change. And and also it depends on the dynamic you have with a particular partner, whether that's a partner overnight or a partner for, for life. Mm. Um, so I don't know why there is. And, and it's, it's bad, I think, that there there is that pressure. Uh, but if someone asks and you're not comfortable, then, then you know, I, I think the British have a wonderful humor reflex hmm. that we can use in order to sort of dispel tension. Um, and you could do, a, you know, fake clutching at Pearls sort of routine and go, oh, I take gosh, you know, saving myself until marriage or type type of thing if you're not comfortable asking it. Because also, you know, and I, I've I said this a lot, it's not polite to make someone else feel uncomfortable if they make you feel uncomfortable because then, you're on their level. And I think it's better to rise above it and raise them to your level, not sink to theirs. Really? That's interesting. Unless you wish, unless they've been an absolute cow, and then you can uh, go for it.
0: Yeah. I mean, I basically spend my life trying to not make people feel uncomfortable. But I sometimes think, actually, I make myself feel worse as a result of that. And actually, I'm trying Mm -hmm. to be a bit more like... They're being an asshole, But yeah, I think, you know, and this person here, <laughs> remembering the question, um, why is there so much pressure to know what you're into? Well, kind of what you're saying, and I think is really right, is like, if you're feeling the pressure, don't feel the need, you know, mm.
1: to articulate that. And I wonder, people that ask the question, particularly in a more upfront way, mm-hmm. um, and I think, you know, the, the apps like grinder Scruff, whatever, probably are a bit more transactional mm-hmm. on the whole, mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, in my limited experience and so yes there is a bit of a let's save some time here um, yeah because we're you know we're not here to sort of repaper the the downstairs loo we're here to to do something um slightly more fun (laughs) i
0: love decorating so it's a toss well there we go well
1: that's all around your house with the paste yeah um but i think with those that do in a in a more social setting, you know, at a bar or at a restaurant, at a dinner party, that that sort of do turn to you and go, "Oh, top or bottom." Mm. Um, maybe it's because they're struggling to define themselves and and they quite don't know. So they're sort of hoping that they're seeking the the validation mm-hmm. that other people can do it or, or forcing other people into doing it because other people are forcing them into it to do it, and then it's a sort of a, mm. a vicious circle. i don't know just
0: an idea no i think well there's a lot of shame attached around who wants what in the bedroom yeah and uh particularly for the anyone on the lgbtq plus spectrum in any way Mm. it's just really detailed and it's a lot and i think you shouldn't feel any pressure um Mm. and if Mm. someone's going to pressure you that's the first sign it's what we call red flags um yes should we have another question? Oh, go for it. Oh, it's a tricky one. How do you okay. go about distancing yourself from a toxic friendship? It
1: gets trickier, particularly if you live with the person. Oh, my God. I will mm. move out. I mean, that's, that, <laughs> that's the. I, now, I, I hope um, if he listens, my former luxury flatmate um, was years ago, going back to 2012, 13, I think we lived together. I don't think it was toxic, mm-hmm. but uh, we had huge arguments mm-hmm. uh, to the point where there was one evening and I had just had some Botox. Oh. And there was one evening where I – and it was quite – I don't know how much you know about Botox, but uh, sort of the first 24 hours are sort of fairly seminal. You're not supposed to exercise, do anything, oh, I didn't have know sex, that. anything violent or, or you know, or hot baths, hot showers. Ah, uh, you just let it sort of set. Is that every time you have it done? That's what they tell you, anyway.
0: This could get me out of training tomorrow. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Barney, I've emotions. had Botox.
1: Um, um, so my my flatmate and I, he, I can't, I cannot for the life of remember what he did because th- there were a lot of incidents, and I'm sure I was very easy to live with. Um, but he, <laughs> he and I had such an argument that went on all nights for like two a.m., three a.m. Mm-hmm. Um, that my Botox slipped. Because I was crying so much. Oh. My and literally God. for a month afterwards I thought I had and I don't have very big eyes anyway, but I was <laughs> my forehead was so heavy. Um, because of the Botox, I remember having lunch with my my former English teacher, and I can remember thinking he is going to think I'm falling asleep, <laughs> which I'm not because I, he's fantastic and has been a huge role model in my life. But but it was so heavy, and I didn't, I couldn't bring myself to say to him, "I'm so sorry, my Botox has slipped," because I was like 24 at the time. It was far too early to be having Botox, frankly. But but there we go. Um, so above. yeah, so. It
0: slips. I didn't know it slips.
1: Yeah, it, because I had I had been so animated and getting wound up and frustrated. Because oh, you've got blood pumping around, it sort of pushes blood it pumping, out of the way. And, it, and it sort of pushes it down and, and slip. Because I don't have it anywhere. Like two fingers, I was put above my eyebrows to mm-hmm. the to the clinician. I say, don't go anywhere in this zone because I still want to be able to move my eyebrows. Mm-hmm. And also, I think when it goes near the eyes, it's dangerous. Um, yeah, it was. Yeah. Anyway, so they just do the, they
0: just do the top. But um, we will help you. Anyway, toxic second. friendships. We will mm. help you in a second, listen. I just want to ask mm, one more question. Not. When people say that Botox
1: gets rid of wrinkles or lines, I'm pointing at yeah. mine for those. Uh, not, I can't. Ha- I can't. I literally can't see any. Uh, Other, well, now you've raised your eyebrows. I can see some okay. lines. Yeah,
0: but how does it get
1: rid of them when it just freezes your skin? I don't understand the two. How the two come together? I think in a way, it it freezes them. So, thus, for example, your lines only appeared when you raised your eyebrows quite severely. Mm. Yes. Ooh, an ordnance survey map now. But no, you've you've raised your eyebrows, and um, thus the lines have appeared. So yeah. thus, it sort of stops. You can raise your eyebrows, but then the muscles sort of two fingers above. In my instance won't won't kick in so nothing moves and i think because my friend actually said friend of the nightclub um we subsequently became botox boyfriends and would go together for botox um he had a little groove on his face that he sort of wanted to to, and i think it like filled it it wasn't filler he subsequently had filler Mm. but sort of filled it out so if you have very fine lines i think it almost sort of stretches it slightly and pulls it to, to get rid of them interesting um
0: so I'm listener there it. you go i'm sure that solved it for you um we,
1: but no sorry what i was saying <laughs> listener, i'm so sorry about toxic <laughs> friendships is my luxury flatmate and i are much better friends now mm-hmm. since him in fact we're so much closer since he moved out and he recognized that he needed to go before i recognized he needed to go mm-hmm. so i wouldn't write off the friendship completely But if you're living with them and it's bad, either at the end of your contract, their contract, whatever. I mean, I was the landlord. So, I mean, I wasn't going to move out, (laughs) thanks, to my house. Um, But it was... i I, I, Don't write it off too quickly. But I think maybe, you know, try and get rid of them in the nicest possible way. Also, I think,
0: as you said about the british are very good at deflecting things with humor the british are also terribly good at uh, assuming this person is british uh, mm. um, i don't know where no. but let's go with that right now because it's universal people don't talk about anything people won't talk no. about stuff and you can actually one you can talk about things if you bring it up in a nice calm manner and quickly like don't Ooh, let it stew like get that. on like if there's if you've got an issue don't wait weeks and weeks and weeks. I love that. Talk about it and also like William's saying I think is really interesting is that it doesn't mean it's the end of the friendship because actually sometimes no. there's one element of your friendship that isn't working that well and this is living together and actually you can have a bright new dawn and don't catastrophize the results Yeah, because absolutely. it might be
1: good. And uh, I've got two two friends that live together that sort of at the end sort of sort roughly I mean they don't hold themselves to the schedule but like on a Sunday mm. they'll sit down with a, a glass or something or a gin at six o'clock and go, you know, how was your week? Um, and do a general how was your week? And and within that, you know, was there anything I did that upset you? Almost like a relationship. Yeah. And it is. When you live with someone, it, it's not a sexual relationship necessarily, mm. but it is a relationship. Yes. And it's got all the sort of the platonic elements of a sort of a life partner relationship mm. without, without the sex and without the sort of the obligation mm. uh, to be there for them. Mm. Um, so I think again you know implement that with maybe your new flatmate that you might find
0: <laughs> William's already got rid of the other one um <laughs> William you've been wonderful thank you so much Well, thank you Chris um it's been a complete pleasure good luck for the wedding and where are you going on your honeymoon
1: we, well we wanted to go to Japan mm. um because we our criteria was to go somewhere that I had never well we had never been as a couple or I had never been and I'm very lucky with my job uh and as a child, that I was able to go to quite a lot of places. Mm-hmm. So finding somewhere I hadn't been was tricky, but Japan was one of them. Wow. Uh, but Japan are still closed, and we wanted to book it. So I think we will go to Japan, but uh, we needed to get on with it. So we're doing a little American tour uh, mm. of various states. Oh, fuck. Like road that. trip. Ameri- yeah, well, road trip, but by air. Ah, okay. Air trip. too far to drive. <laughs> I'm not spending my honeymoon in a Winnebago.
0: <laughs> nice man, though. Eh? Really enjoyed that. Now, what have we got next week? We have got such a brilliant episode next week. We are chatting to Asani Armon. Asani is many things, all of them fascinating. Her story is incredible. So, she is a music artist making incredible music, but she's also a real activist and she kind of combines the two. So, she's a black transgender woman. A lot of her thing is raising money for other trans people to. Uh, pay their rent or pay for gender reaffirming surgery. And she throws these big parties that create community for trans people who need community, but also need funds. So she's raising money all the time. And then she's also got a, a whole record label that she's set up, which is entirely for black, queer, transgender artists. And she just feels like this kind of I don't know, like the most modern day version of Robin Hood is all I can think. Like this person who is doing their thing, being an artist, expressing themselves, making amazing music, but also taking everybody with them, doing incredible stuff that is full of compassion and love. And her story of how she came from Atlanta, Georgia, to live in New York to be doing what she's doing is, is really interesting. And she is just, I don't know. She's like an angel. She's got this glow. She's just this beautiful, warm, amazing person. So I cannot wait for you to hear that conversation. It was really, really special. That's next week. In the meantime, get in touch. Stay connected. Instagram at homo sapiens. Tell me your most embarrassing etiquette disasters. That's what I'd like to know. I remember once when my sister was at home, my dad's friend came around and she was my sister was making him a cup of tea, the friend, and the spoon was really dirty. And in front of him... She just got the spoon and like rubbed all this gunk off it with her thumb and then put it in his cup of tea. I remember just the whole family being like, "Uh, what's going on there? But I don't know why I've thrown my sister under the bus there. I mean, the things I've done that are embarrassing. I'll have a mull and make sure I tell you all something hugely embarrassing by next week. Funnily enough, I can't remember anything now. Um, Facebook at Homo Sapiens Podcast. Instagram at Homo Sapiens Podcast email your comments questions and agony uncles to hello at homo sapienspodcast.com that's the drill we all know it let's just do it. okay bye powered by spirit Studios.